It's what is fascinating for voters in urban centers in any city. They feel that this migrant crisis is impacting their housing, their way of life, um, the, the value of the, the, even in their neighborhoods. The government has neglected them and instead placed their focus on migrants. Talk about why is it so difficult for President Joe Biden to put a policy in place, whether it was Trump's policy or not, what matters is that it worked. Because obviously it continues to be a noose around his neck. Yeah, and I think the reason it's so difficult to put a policy in place that makes sense to normal Americans is because the policy that they want is to have as many people come to this country as possible in as short a time frame as possible. What we're watching on the southern border right now is deliberate. Now, uh, I've spoken publicly on, on the record to the former head of ICE, the former head of Customs and Border Protection, and they told me that they think Joe Biden is trying to bring in more Democrats, right? And, and I think there's something to that. But I think it's actually much more serious than that. When you look at who is coming across the border, these are not just future Democrat voters, right? Congress has held hearings on this. We know there are special forces operators coming over from the People's Liberation Army of China. We know there are trained, uh, highly effective jihadists on the terror watch list coming across that border. They're coming across the border with uh, uh, blueprints for our water treatment facilities and our sewage treatment facilities and critical infrastructure. We now have sleeper cells all across this country. This is being encouraged deliberately. And so you know, when, when you look at what Texas just endured at the Supreme Court today, now the final ruling will come eventually. But I think we're at the point now where we have a not just an immigration crisis, not just a housing crisis, not just uh, the, the, contribu the contribution this is making to the depression of wages, even while prices are going up. We have a national security crisis on our hands that is potentially bigger than just about anything we have ever seen. Uh, and I I think it's deliberate. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Mayorkas has been lying about this. So they do have policies in place, Armstrong. The policy is let as many people come in as quickly as possible. They're literally using our tax dollars right now all around the world advertising for new ways for people to come here. You've got the United Nations now helping them get to the border, telling them what they need to say when they get to the border so that they'll get papers and be released into this country. This is a crisis like we've never seen, and it's going to get much worse before it gets better. It's, you know, um, I often say there's not much difference between the extreme right and the extreme left. What's going to determine the election is those that are in the middle. They call themselves independents. But you know what's fascinating, Kim? You can say whatever you want to say about Biden or Donald Trump or George Bush or Barack Obama. No matter who's in the White House, there are certain things that never change. Yeah. Never. <laughs> The deficit continues to loom. The poor gets poor. The rich gets richer. They basically do the same when it comes to immigration. Republicans want the free labor. Democrats want the votes. <laughs> and, and when it really boils down to it on what matters most, they're the same. Yeah. Because you ask yourself when it's all said and done at the end of every election cycle what has it done to improve your life to make your life better i mean
fentanyl, fentanyl is pervasive all over this country. Auto wedlock bursts as as high as they've ever been. None of them want to talk about morality, right and wrong. They want to play to the, the, the drumbeat of the disenfranchised, the minorities. You still have people that don't want to go back to work. The reason why the District of Columbia is losing so much money because the building's so vacant, nobody's in the buildings. So it's why. And, and no one talks about it, but nothing changes except they get richer, more powerful, more control over your life, and at the expense of the voter. So what are we voting for when it's all said and done? What is it do we really know? And yet we argue and fight with each other as if one candidate is going to come in and wave that magic wand and my life is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, we could add to the list uh, abortion and those that are pro-life, right? It's yeah. like always these same topics over and over again. And I think this is why, I will say, I think this is why President Trump and so many of the uh, quote-unquote America First candidates are doing so well, uh, because a lot of these people are not politicians. Like you said, it does not change. It never changes. We've been kicking this can down the road when it comes to the southern border for since, you know, longer than I've been alive. And same thing with all these other issues. But I think, honestly, and this is what we kind of touched on earlier, we need more people to step up. And this is why I have my pack, Red Renaissance. We need more people to step up that are the average Americans that do want to see this change. Those that are not bought by special interest groups, those that are not going to listen to the lobbyists, those that are going to listen to the constituents. And I agree with you. Those independents, those moderates within, uh, you know, the extreme sides, they're going to determine the election. And so they have to decide, you know, what do they want to do? Do they want to go with President Trump or do they want to go with the status quo with Biden? You know, and when it comes to members of Congress, when it comes to the Senate, we've got a, a Senate seat up here in Maryland. You know, they have to decide what do they want? Do they want more of the same or do they want some action? And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do want more of the same. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people making money right there at the top of the class with a lot of those that are getting all the incentives, right? We hear about the developers getting incentives here in Baltimore City. And I just, you know, it is, it is. There's a lot of people making money on the way things are. There's a lot of money in crime and violence. And so, you know, all of those things are going to have to change, and it's going to have to take people like us to step up in these positions and make those changes. You know, in the, in the military-industrial complex, which is the true deep state, Edwin continues to grow. It, it, let, me, let me focus on the media a little, because I'm a part of that class. Yeah. And as I was were. Yeah, as were, you were also. And still am. So you would think that <laughs> over the last several months, Ukraine doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you don't hear anything about every blue moon you may see a little mm, it disappears. Because you got the, Israel and Gaza. It's about that's what the media tells. It's about Israel and Gaza, it's about the Houthis, it's about Iran, it's about whatever they tell us it's about. And then all of a sudden Zelensky no longer matters. What role should the media play in, in informing, educating, and truly being the fourth state and being neutral where they can put out all the facts and let the voter come to their own conclusion? Well, obviously, they're supposed to be the fourth state, and we need that. Um, but money controls everything. Um, and so quite often, you know, people in media, they, they give way to the most powerful people, the people who put the money in, just the way, same way Congress goes. You know, people with the big money sway the vote. They sway where, where we're looking. And I think that's what happens with media. 
you know, media is controlled by the advertising dollars that come in. They're controlled by, um, you know, very powerful forces. And those forces want war to continue. I mean, because the military industrial complex, like you said, is a huge part of this world. But I mean, are, you, are you saying then that the media is not necessarily about the advertising dollars? They're more focused on continuing their own political interests? Yes, I, I absolutely believe that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that. And, and like I said, and like we said, you know, things like the military-industrial complex, I, I believe, keeps driving war. And war is what, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And that's what's, you know, capturing the headlines in all of media. And so it's always going to be the same. I don't know that it will ever change. I think it's an idealistic uh, thing that we all wish would change, but I just don't think it will change. You know, I had a, it's, it's fascinating. You know, this has surprised you. A lot of young people that I've spoken to, surprisingly, across all socioeconomic backgrounds, feel as though when it comes to this Colorado situation, when it comes to the Supreme Court about the rule on Donald Trump's fate on February 8th, they don't believe the courts should make a decision deciding the fate of a former president. That is something that should be decided with the voter. They also believe that a lot of this, these, what they call witch hunts, Donald Trump and all his legal woes, they see it as being blatantly unfair. Now, they may not vote for Donald Trump, but they do believe that Donald Trump has been, had a burden placed on him by the deep state and the media that we've not seen by any candidate in a very long time. Your thoughts? I believe that in a democracy, in a free world, uh, people, voters, uh, American citizens should be free to choose their leaders and not have their leaders choose them. So for the same reason that I'm concerned about gerrymandering, I'm concerned when I see the criminalization of what we might call traditional political activity or these opportunities, uh, this focus that I've, that I've seen on trying to prosecute and or imprison your political opponents. And we're seeing it a lot nationally. I, I've been talking to some friends, and I'm like, who would really want to run for president? You know, it seems like the Republican nominee has got indictments coming his way, New York, D.C., Georgia, Florida. Um, and then the Democratic presidential nominee, presumptive, um, the incumbent president, he's got a situation where um, he's basically in a situation where his son is in a great deal of legal peril. And I'll be honest with you, I do not know that outside of them being politicians that there would be this much legal attention on some of the affairs of their personal lives or the personal lives of their family and the criminalization of some of that activity, especially when you see some of the things like what we're seeing up in New York with, you know, President, uh, former President Trump. So. For me, um, it's not really so much a partisan issue, the reason I feel the way I do about this. It is the fact that I believe in democracy. And so in a democracy, I believe that voters should be able to choose their leaders. I believe that we shouldn't have gerrymandering. And frankly, you know, for the very same reason, I wish we had a popular vote for president. So all of these things are basic democratic principles. I believe in voting rights, and I think it's an extension of voting rights to say, hey, look, if you're a political candidate, you should not have people trying to imprison you solely based on the fact that they want to win an election. That's third world politics. That shouldn't be American politics. But at the same time, I, I have to say, I think that the average American says that if the legal system is going to come down on us for 
petty things. I mean, the legal system will put you in jail for having you know, drugs on you. They'll put you in jail for not paying your child support. They'll put you in jail for all types of things. They just believe, okay, if that's the law, that's the law, and it should be fair. It should be the same for everyone. So if you have committed crimes, if you've been indicted, you know, why is it that you're going to be able to get away with it when the average person doesn't get away with not paying child support, but you can get away with inflating the value of your assets? to get a, a bank loan. That's against the law. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.